Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. They just couldn't wait, could they? No sooner do we finish a week where we brought you three shows than the club sacks a manager after just one game and a former FA head honcho buys a club in League Two. Now, so much for Huddersfield being my tip for the Championship Dark Horse this season. I'm well used to my predictions blowing up in my face, as you know, uh, but this certainly sets a new record. Uh, Now, Huddersfield fans, we'll wait until the dust has settled and a new man is appointed before we assess your prospects. But what about the aforementioned League Two takeover? The club in question is Tranmere Rovers, who on Monday morning announced that former FA Chief Executive Mark Palios and his wife Nicola completed a deal to purchase a controlling stake in the club from previous owner Peter Johnson. So... What does this mean for the future of Tranmere? Who better to ask than Mark Palios himself, the new executive chairman of Tranmere Rovers? And I started by asking him how this deal came about and more importantly, why they decided to get involved. People have asked me, was it an emotional decision? It's certainly that was the start of it. It was an emotional decision. I'd, I'd, I'd come with my wife to see some friends at the club towards the end of last season and uh, they'd had... Um, well-publicised troubles off the pitch uh, and also on the pitch that they'd been affected by that and uh, and the last game of the season they, they basically uh, in the last 10 minutes of the season I think it was when I think Notts County scored and Tramia uh, conceded they, they went down so at the time we were driving back through France and I sort of said uh, I think that, that, that could be very dangerous because they could just sort of slip straight through Div 2 and into the conference the way things were so uh, when we got, my wife said to me, why don't, you, why don't you do something about it? And so when we got back, we, we rang Peter Johnson, explained you know, what we wanted to try and do. And, and uh, over the course of the next two months, uh, we, um, we came, to a con- came to a deal with him to enable us to sort of take the club forwards. The, the answer was, yes, it was emotional to start with, but um, it was then a sort of a business decision in the sense that I think the Tranmere can be a of all the sort of the lower league clubs they're one of the ones that can actually make it with a self-sustainable model and developing players and uh, being at the heart of the community Tranmere is in the middle of a hotbed of of uh, football interest on Merseyside and uh, I, I see the, the two big sides on Merseyside as uh, friends rather than enemies we're not fighting them for fans um, and uh, therefore it's it's a uh, you know, it was one of the clubs that we would we, we thought we could help. As you mentioned there, Peter Johnson, previous owner, he's been in charge for for a long time since 1987. Uh, does he leave the club in in a decent position for you to come in and take over now? Yes, I mean Peter's been a fantastic supporter of the club. I mean, I, I you know I, I was never sitting down in the south thinking, well, you know, I'd like to go back and take over the club one day because Peter was was and he he's been a, he's been a benefactor in 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 the traditional sense and he's put his hand in his pocket uh, and uh, has funded you know some of the best. Time well, the best times that the club has had in, in its uh, hundred and odd year history. Uh, so, from that regard, in that regard, uh, I think that the fans do respect what Peter's done for the club. 
uh, I think they also respect that um, he wasn't prepared just to sell the club to somebody who was coming along on a property play or anything like that. Uh, and he said many times to me that um, you know he didn't want somebody who was just going to take the ground into his own personal possession and do a property play, etc. Uh, he wanted somebody who would care for the club and look after the club. And um, you know we're flattered to think that he thinks that we can do that. And uh, 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 you know, he, he's a guy who has. Um, you know, they've been to Wembley was their second home for a period <laughs> during the sort of the 90s and the uh, and, and just after the, the turn of the millennium. So they went there so many times, and uh, you know the fans absolutely loved it. And every everybody, you know, when you walk around the club now, you can see the pictures of, of those times that he brought to the club. And I think that you know we just have to respect that uh, that uh, Peter had got to the stage whereby it was time for him to uh, to move away from the club and uh, respect the fact that even when he did that, he was very generous. He's written off his loans. To the club, uh, which gives the club a you know a better balance sheet for which, with which to work. Now, people will be familiar, I'm sure, with, with some of your background, particularly your, your time at the FA as chief executive, but uh, perhaps not so much with your wife Nicola, who of course is uh, involved in this deal with you. It's not just yourself taking on this yep. ownership. So, what yep. will she bring to the party? Well, <laughs> I, I would say, but Nick, Nicky's a. Um, a very accomplished lawyer and uh, she's not just a lawyer she's a, a commercial person who has successfully built uh, a business and, and, and sold that uh, around the law firm but also a fund administration business and she's a director of a number of other companies uh, but in addition to that she, she you know she has a a real um hearts in sport in as much that she was an Oxford Blue uh, rowing but as I keep saying to people she was the cox doing all the shouting other people doing all the heavy lifting so you know and she's now a director of uh, British Rowing and uh, her family has a, a you know, linkage to sport her father's one of the um, the council members at the RFU, uh, so she, you know, she she has a, an affinity for sport, which is very important, as well as a good business background, uh, and she will help to develop certain aspects of the club that we want to develop. We've got to develop this club off the pitch, um, because you know if you keep doing the same things and uh, you expect a different outcome, I mean, that's one of the definitions of madness. So we've, we've got to develop the club off the pitch, and there's certain areas that you know she will be looking at specifically. Um, especially the, the 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 linkage of the club with the community, uh, and also you know the development of women's football. Tommy used to have one of the the best women's football teams, ladies football teams in um, in the country, and that seems to have withered on the vine now. So that can be re-energised and generated. And of course, you know if you can do that, then you you produce mothers who will bring their children to the club uh, in years to come. So it's uh, it's it's uh, it's all part and parcel of the development off the pitch that uh, Nikki will be helping with. She certainly won't be um, uh, helping to buy players or <laughs> or even turning out for the team. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's got a lot to add. And, of course, what about yourself? Uh, as I mentioned, you were chief executive of the Football Association, most prominently, but that's not just your only involvement in sport. But how will that experience uh, help you uh, to move Tranmere forward? Um, I think... Uh one of the one of the difficulties, I mean, in terms of the experience at DFA, well, you get to know uh, quite a lot of people uh, who can you can have conversations with if you want to open up some of the bigger, you know, uh, visionary projects that you want to. So you you know people in bodies like Sport England, UK Sport. Uh, you can speak to a, a quite a number of the senior guys at different clubs if you want to create relationships with those clubs. So it will open doors in that way. Um, but equally, you know, when you when you're there at DFA, you stand and look at 
the the problems that the game has, and you and you try to sort of find solutions to it. Uh, and uh, I think that that will help in terms of the broader perspective and understanding. I think my time as a player is also quite helpful because if you actually look at most clubs, they there has always been a gap between the boot room and the boardroom, and I think they try and solve that by the the the, the introduction of a football director and so forth, and stripping down the job that used to be the old manager's job. Um, but that has worked to, well, it hasn't worked tremendously well in British clubs yet. Uh, but with my background having been in the dressing room for over 17 years, then you know I can sit and talk to Rob, the manager, about various things, and we do already. Uh, and equally with my background with British judo, where I have, with Clive Woodward and Dave Redding, who's now who's a sports scientist, now gone to the FA, and he was with the RFU when they were successful in the World Cup. Um, we we rewrote the, um, or we made a report which recommended how the judo association should um, train its uh, elite athletes. And uh, with the help of the chairman there, Kerith Brown, we, in the course of the last sort of uh, two years, have put together a performance centre which, which has all the sports science elements which you don't find so much in football uh, down the lower leagues. Uh, so we will bring that to the party. And I'll just say, you know, the British Judo Association, the Brits took virtually all the medals in the uh, in, in the judo at, uh, at the Commonwealth Games. So, you know, they, they know a bit about what they're doing. And, and, and that type of thing helps to, you know, maybe add to what... Um, Rob is doing down on the ground and at least gives him an understanding because I've been out there on the pitch and understand it when you know there's a lack of confidence in the players etc and that type of thing so I think you know there is a good relationship to, to be built with the manager. You played over 280 times for Tranmere uh, so, and I've been looking at the, the reaction from, from fans on, on Twitter and social media and it seems as though it's universally positive everyone's happy that you're a man that knows about the club who's got the club at heart how important is it that you've already got that relationship with Tranmere? Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll be blunt. I wouldn't have done this for any other club. I, you know, I'd set my steerage for the next 10 years of my life. was certainly not about sort of being involved in running a football club. And, and as executive chairman, I, I will be involved on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and, and that was only because it was Tramway Rovers. Um, I, I'm, I'm delighted that you know, the fans have, have had the response that they've had. But, you know, I've said talk's cheap and therefore it's, it's for me and Nicky to go away and, and now start to deliver off the pitch and in the meantime it's for Rob to you know get the results on the pitch uh, albeit I'd say they need to be a bit patient because we're not bringing Abramovich's money to the club we're not going to be um, investing heavily in the team in the very short term to take us up because that's you know as I say that's a route to uh, uh, penury in the end um, and therefore we hope that they will start to see differences in the coming months that mean that we're, we're developing the club off the pitch that gives a sustainable base for the, for the performance on the pitch and, and gradually we will start to move back to um, the potential that Tramia has. And who knows where it goes from there. But for now, you know, it, it's fantastic to see the support of the club. We, we, we got uh, relegated last year and yet we had the sort of second highest gate on Saturday at the first game of the season and that just shows you and, and Rob said to me having come to the club you just feel it's a bigger club than where it is at the moment and I agree entirely with that So I mean, what would your ambition be obviously short term I think you, you know, you've got to get in and assess the situation and as you said you don't want to drop through the divisions I suppose a period of stability is required at this stage but, but long term you know, how, how far back up the pyramid do you think Tremere can realistically get in, in the current financial climate yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, your, it's your definition of long term, I suppose. I mean, I, th- I certainly think on, on where we are with the club and in, and, and in my 
time here. You know, Trummer is not a Div 2 club, it's a Div 1 club at least. Uh, and certainly it's been in the Premiership and I think we can get it back into the Premiership. Sorry, sorry, it's into the Championship <laughs> uh, and back into the Championship. Uh, from there, it becomes a different kettle of fish because to make the leap into the Premiership um, means another step change in, in how you do things. And, and you won't do it with, through organic growth particularly, uh, which means that you've probably got to sort of um, at some stage get another phase of funding into the club. Uh, indeed, just where we are today, uh, we're looking at trying to get a second phase of funding once we start to get some traction off the pitch, once we start to develop the ideas and the things that people can see can work and prepare to associate with, then you know we're looking for a second phase of funding anyway, but that's to get us into the championship effectively from there to the to the to the premiership well you know you've got to be able to be storing things in the club in terms of cash in terms of balance sheet uh, and that's a difficult task and a difficult balance but you know it's not impossible but today i wouldn't be talking in terms of the championship i wouldn't waste my breath on that sorry the the premiership i i would be uh, looking for in a few years time to to get us out of Division 1 and into the Championship. Do you have a view on how something like the recent proposals from, from Greg Dyke to do with the potential of uh, B teams and, and a League 3 and strategic loan partnerships could affect a club like Tramir? Because as you said, you know, you've know got many clubs in the in the, the northwest nearby, Everton, Liverpool being the most obvious ones. Uh, it, Tramir, in a, in a way, now could benefit from, from taking players from those clubs on loan. But in the future, if there was a, say, a Liverpool B or an Everton B, that might not happen. And you know, the future for a club like Tranmere could really be changed by these proposals if they were to be introduced. I think the, the A and B teams are already, you know, you've seen the response from the industry and, and I'm entirely aligned with that. I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, you know, we saw on Saturday the Tranmere team um, who had looked, fantastic playing a great style of football playing in in pre-season friendlies and and that's my point that if you play in a pre-season friendly or in the antiseptic leagues that are the A and B team leagues that you know as I understand it then you know it's a totally different kettle of fish when you're playing in front of a paying gate from people who have you know had that they don't earn a lot of money, but they put a lot aside to come and watch the game. And there's a totally different amount of pressure on you. And I, I talk to people in the game, and the danger is that they haven't actually played and experienced that. And they just say, oh, come and see. You know, it's a fab- fabulous style of football uh, in our under-21s league. But actually, they're administrators who've never played it. They've never been there. And then when they try to find the player, the player isn't there because he's just hiding two yards the wrong side of another player because he doesn't want to receive the ball. And because uh, he's because he's under pressure and doesn't want to lose it, and and you know it it is it is something that you can't translate to people unless you've been there. So I think the B team idea is absolutely. Um I think it's been canned, uh, and, and I just don't think that was a good idea at all. And that was a Me Too strategy. They looked abroad and decided that you know this is something that works abroad. Well, yeah, it, Me Too strategies are, are, are not really the best way to go about things. A different set of circumstances. We have over here the. Um, we have over here uh, something that nobody else has, and that is a competitive uh, professional pyramid. And as a basis of that, that's what I think should be used to be bringing players forward and being the finishing school, adding that touch that they can't get in the antiseptic surroundings of these sort of B-team or A-team games. And, and you know, that then takes me to the strategic loan partnerships. And strategic loan partnerships... Um, I think has something to it, and uh, indeed that's what we will be trying to do with Tramia. Um, but we'll do it on our terms at this point in time because I don't think that idea has been thought through. Uh, but we can actually have relationships with the, lo- 
larger clubs. The only thing I would say is, and, and this is a commitment to the fans, that if we do that, then we don't ever surrender the ambition of Tramway Rovers Football Club to always be a development club. But at this stage in our development, um, that may well fit, and that's what we would do. And of course, I mean, the, the true barometer of success, you can talk about developing the club off the pitch and everything, but you know what the fans uh, will be interested in immediately is how they perform on the pitch. And are, are, you, are you hopeful of a successful, positive season for Rob Edwards and his team this season? Yes, I am. Uh, and indeed, uh, being aware of that, I mean, I hadn't chosen Rob as the manager. Uh, you know, he was choosing his own squad. It was all done before I came in. Uh, but one of the things that I did do was to talk to him before um, we came in to understand what his plans were and they seemed sensible I like the way he set, he set about the job I like the way he sets up the team um, and all we could do in the circumstances was to make sure that we had sufficient money put aside that if things were not going well on the pitch then you cover off that contingency and you, and you could supplement the squad uh, and that's what we have we've got sufficient to uh, to um, to help him with his squad uh, during the course of, of, the, of the season, uh, cognizant of the fact that you know he needs to really get a good start to the season, uh, because by October we we've had a third of our games through, and uh, that really sets the tone for the rest of the season. So um, yes, it's right, and that that's why you know you'd have to be very cautious when you say um, we. It is about results. You have to be cautious because unlike any other business, um, that's the one thing that creates the greatest variable uh, in the business. You can't predict as, as easily as you can other businesses what's going to happen. So um, when you look at this, you say, fine, um, let, let's be cautious about it, but let's be cautiously optimistic. And you know, I like what I've seen so far, but I understand that Rob still has a, a few more additions to make to the squad, and that's what we'll cover off. Mark, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season and for your time at Tramier Rovers. Thanks very much. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. <laughs>